0: Hey, welcome back and thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode. This is Amy Stevens, your host, and you're listening to The Balance, your mind, body, and business podcast. The show that gets you ready for your day, whether it's being at your desk or just trying to deal with people. If you're an introvert like me and love a quick message before heading into the office, I have a great lineup for you each week. Let's get started. Welcome back everyone. Thanks for joining us. I am here today with Cody Chen. And we are here to have just a great conversation in regards to writing. I have been listening to so many of my colleagues and my friends and even of clients who have such great stories to tell, but yet they're hesitant about putting things in writing. And so I had reached out to Cody to have a chat with us here today in regards to what we can do to focus on any kind of book writing, or even if it's just like a family book that needs to take place. Those stories,
1: Cody, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out and everything. It's awesome to connect with you.
0: Thank you, you as well. So let's just go ahead and dive in. When we have all of these different stories, and everybody has a different story to tell, whether it's fiction, if it's a biography, if it's just something that they need to sell, (laughs) we have so many different opportunities with writing. Dive in, give us some of your background and what it is that you do to help clients.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So I own a company called HeartWorks Writing with my wife, and we have been solely on our own entrepreneurship since about 2018. And we originally started with a specialized mental health writing company that hadn't really existed before. We worked in the mental health sector between foster care kids and dealing with high-risk emotional and behavioral children in the foster care system, in a residential treatment center, as well as in a therapy office, working with people on probation and just out of prison, those who have issues with mental health or substance abuse or psychosexual issues. So that's our background, really heavy in mental health. And we started this company to help therapists and everyone get organized with their documentation, make everything correct for the state and anyone who's looking for it. And that way they can spend more time with their clients. That's where they really shine and we really shine in the paperwork part. But as you can imagine, after almost a decade of doing that, it gets really trying just reading about abuse over and over again, and then seeing the cycle constantly. And we ended up selling that company to our head writer. So if you do work in the mental health space, definitely reach out to me and I can put you in touch with her because she's incredible. And we transitioned over to more of, for me, it's more lighthearted, it's more fun. But I say all that, to people when we often write, a lot of people come to us with memoirs and they've had some trauma in their life or something difficult and they want to express it in some sort of way, whether it's, you know, teaching lessons through a blog or writing a book or writing some articles, or if they offer a business and they need help, you know, getting their voice through in that kind of way. That's what we've really transitioned over to since like January 2022, and really put a lot of our focus on that. So we really love working with people, getting their voice and their story out there in a way that feels really authentic to them with really good boundaries and something that makes them feel like celebrating rather than, you know, being really overwhelmed and scared to really tell their story.
0: And I think that's really important because a lot of people that I have talked to about books and writing books and saying, oh, that's such a great story. You should share with your family and write it down because the legacy that those ideas and concepts, they get lost through the years. And we have so many different ways that we can publish now as well, whether if it's self publishing or through Amazon or whatever the situation may be, but from that standpoint of just even where to start, <laughs> yeah. what would be one recommendation on where to start?
1: I think the main part is to narrow down the focus of your book. So really, if you're talking kind of memoir-esque like, or biography, typically a memoir has a central theme around it. So You think, is it overcoming childhood trauma or is it an awesome travel memoir? It doesn't all need to go in the same book. (laughs) Sometimes it feels overwhelming because we haven't narrowed down exactly what we're going to talk about. And so if we're talking about the whole of our entire life and every experience in it, of course, that's super overwhelming. Um, And that is more of like journaling, legacy writing for your family That's where that really fits in. But if you're looking to publish a book and maybe help someone else along the way and, you know, talk about your stories and what you did to overcome certain things, I would say narrowing down that focus is going to be the most important thing. I do a video series actually on YouTube. It's in partnership with Ignite and Community. I do a whole section on writing and I actually address that, like starting your book and helping to narrow it down. Okay, so you can find my videos on my website under the free writing resources at www.heartworksw.com. And then I also offer individual book coaching. And so we can get into it really in depth about your own personal story. And then once a year, we do a memoir mindset course which is all about being together in community and working with others to write your memoir and also like really specific steps on how to do that.
0: And those of you who are multitasking right now, don't stress... In the show notes, I will have all of this information for you. So (laughs) don't stress, you'll be able to link into it easily later on. So that's going to be available to you as well. That's fantastic. And I was looking over your website and you do have a great list of services that's available for upcoming customers and clients to be able to, to have that support and be able to work with you as well. Now, earlier you had mentioned to me before we went on camera that you're actually just starting up something that's free.
1: Yeah. So I decided to do a writing community Facebook group. It's free. It's a private group. So you request to join and just drop your email and agree to the rules, which is I actually love self-promotion. So if you are a writer, if you are any sort of creative, if you own your own business, I love self-promotion. So that you can totally do on there. We have different writing prompts and people advertise their own book that they're working on or gain help from there. And then we have little freebies that go on throughout. So I know at times we offer a free write to heal, which is one of our main courses. It's kind of therapeutic writing and community together. And we have different free ones going on throughout different months. So Lots of really fun, interesting things, even if you don't consider yourself an author or a a writer, specifically, I think everyone deserves to be creative and have a creative outlet. So whatever that is, we want to see you there. And that's at HeartWorks Writers in the groups in Facebook.
0: And again, I will have that listed below. So in the show notes so that you can capture that direct link to be able to access that as well. The whole start of your writing journey, can you share, like go back in time? How did this happen for you?
1: Oh, sure. So I've been a writer since I can remember. (laughs) So I've always been a writer, but I always wanted to be a writer and different things. I feel like for me as a writer, I really needed a lot of different experiences to be able to tap into what people are actually going through in life. I got a degree in travel and tourism, actually, and uh, did a lot of traveling and actually lived overseas for a while, teaching English. And that's where I met my wife. And we decided that we wouldn't actually come back to America unless there was something that would be a big impact that we were offered. So when we were offered, well, it was really her, she was offered a job building a residential treatment center kind of from the ground up. That felt really important and would make a big impact. So we started to do that. And then, of course, I talked a little bit about what it was like working for other people. It was really difficult doing that writing constantly. We were also physically working in a therapy office or with the children. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, I just wish that I could just sit at home and write these reports all day. Right. And I remember just really wanting that to be my reality, not loving what we were doing. We ended up, it's a really stressful type of situation and, you know, working with Gosh, probably at that time between 40 and 60 kids who were struggling, and we were just trying to give them support and the best we totally could. But of course, if you know anything about the foster care system or the legal system, it's kind of a mess no matter where you are. And we just had some crazy things go down at work and all the different types of work. It feels like you're under attack constantly. And then my, Wife, She went in for a a regular scheduled surgery after we had kind of had these crazy legal things go on, not with us personally, but at work. And then due to medical neglect after the surgery, she ended up in life support for about a week. And that was Terrifying and really difficult and scary. And then, right after we had a cancer scare, right before she left the hospital, and then a couple of weeks later, we found out that although she doesn't have cancer, which was amazing, we both lost our jobs because the business decided to close and stop with all that mess. And that left us without insurance, without about 80% of our income at that time. And we were terrified and scared and tried to get every job we could possibly think of. We could not even get a callback from Starbucks, which we had both worked for before. It was the weirdest thing. We couldn't get online ESL jobs, even though we had both been teachers for years. It wasn't making any sense. And it wasn't until I was talking to our former bosses about, you know, I had to quit working in that office because it just wasn't enough money. And Renee wasn't even medically cleared to go back to work. We're dealing with all of this and we just decided we're going to do something that brings us peace above everything else. We had had so many years of not peace and doing really hard things that we decided that our peace comes first, no matter what. And it's funny looking back now to think, You know, we couldn't get a call back from Starbucks and I realized like it was because we really needed to start this business and it's the only thing that stuck and then it took off really intensely where we would need to put people on like hold while we trained people how to do this because it's an industry that didn't exist before. And so we really decided that even though it was hard work, it was was just so many hours and so unpredictable of a schedule, we were infinitely happier at that time than we were physically going into an office. And so we decided no matter what, that's what we focus on. And when we did, You know, there was learning lessons along the way. Like I learned all about burnout really intensely and just went through probably a year or two of periods of intense like burnout cycles. And then when we started this business or transitioned over this and left that really hard stuff, it became a priority that we didn't do anything we didn't want to do anymore. We dove deeper into our peace. We dove deeper into it doesn't matter so long as we are happy we are healthy. That is the only thing that matters. And that, of course, is translated totally into writing and developing writing and our own life experiences to be able to relate to other people as well.
0: And I think that that's a huge takeaway for the audience because a lot of people may have kind of this concept of, I have to have the job. Mm. But in your case, in particular, where the job literally shuts the door behind you, literally, it's hard to then shift. So there's kind of that moment of grief. Then, with all of the health scare going on with your wife at the same time, that's a lot to take in. And, you know, there's a lot of times that when we have these big changes in our lives, for instance, when you get married, you move and you buy a new house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like all of this comes to a head. It hits all at the same time. But then, like you said, it's kind of like it just starts to sort itself out.
1: Yep. Funny, we had just bought a house. We her dad was living with us, you know, gotten married not too long before, a couple of years before. And we actually realized, like, and we were on the track to have a baby and all of the things, right? When everything really exploded to be able to look back and realize like, that's not actually the path we should have been on anymore anyway. Like, of course, I think that's really, it was great experience, but I can look back several years before and think we should have left then, right? Like when you start to wish that you'd get a flat tire on the way to work, so you didn't have to go to work at least for a couple more hours, that's a huge indicator that you're not where you should be anymore and it's time to make a change. And we ignored that for so long that it felt like life made us make that change no matter what. So
0: the lesson here is in regards to listening to your intuition, your gut, like mm. listen to your gut, what you just said about, I really wish I'd get a flat tire on my way into work so I wouldn't have to be there. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. So that process of encouragement for those viewers who are wanting to dive into doing something like their hobby that they want to make into a business. What would be something that you would like to share with them about that?
1: I would like to say, do not rely on your art to make you financially successful right off the bat. And I say that knowing full well that I'm doing that, but I've done my art for years and years and years before I ever got paid for it, before I ever published anything. I would say that when it comes to artsy things or creativity or a new business, if you put all the pressure to succeed right away probably going to be really disappointed. There's going to be so many things that you've got to learn along the way. And if it's something like writing and you're like, oh, I'm just going to write a book and become a bestseller and get picked up and published. Like there's so much in the publishing world that is outside of just how good of a writer you are that factors into whether someone picks you up or not. Those things you need to learn. And it takes time to learn these things. And so I would say, number one, if you're in a job you hate, find a new job switch, you know, become a barista. Like I'm all for that. I'm all about living a life that people don't quite understand, but really makes me fulfilled and happy. So whatever that looks like for you, I would say, go make your money that way. Don't expect to make a ton of money because you want to really shift your focus onto work. I'm not a person who financially prepares super well. And so I'm more of just a dive right in. But at the same time, like you need to do what feels best for you. Um, but I feel like sometimes we can really get stuck in making excuses about why we can't do X, Y, and Z. And just notice if you are making excuses, notice where, you know, you think, oh, well, I, I have to stick in this job because this, this, and this, the insurance, the 401k, my children, et cetera you know, think it over and then be honest with your partner. I would say, if you're with someone, be honest with your partner about exactly how you're feeling and start to make a plan that's, you know, to move away when I didn't want to do these reports anymore because it was too hard. I had to tell my wife I'm done. Like I am done and these people deserve to have these things done well and on time. And there are people who want to do them. I'm done. So we need to start looking in a way to pivot. And she was completely supportive of it, although freaked out about it, because what else are we going to do? But at this point, we've learned to just completely trust, you know, the universe or God or energy, whatever you want to call it. I think it's the same thing. We've learned that enough that, and of course, all of this other things came as well as a book contract. So that's super fun. (laughs) So a book contract, wait, what is that about? Right, so we're contracted to write someone's memoir. There's not a ton I can talk about it right now, but it's a really amazing process. Are you ghostwriters or are you? Ghostwriters, but also our name will end up being published on the book because the person is like, well, I'm not trying to say... I wrote this whole book. However, we are writing it in their voice and everything like that, using only their stories. And then really just because they consider themselves more of a storyteller rather than a writer. And so they've hired us to do all of that for them. And it's been just the coolest process.
0: That is incredible. Well, congratulations to you.
1: Thanks. So it's like it, the ultimate.
0: <laughs> yeah. So both you and your wife are doing that project or no?
1: Yes, yes. So we have a system. We both do the interviews together and the sorting and the detailing. But in the end, I do the writing and she does a lot of my editing.
0: Ah, that's great teamwork. Yes. Wow, Wow, that's impressive. Thank you. Well, I'm curious as a child, as a child, were you the type who was given a diary and you wrote in it or did you make your own or did you have a diary at all?
1: I have an entire stack of diaries in a box in my mother's house, in my old room in Michigan. And then I have a whole box of diaries from my adult life here with me. So, and they're all completely filled. I have this, like I need to finish it before I move on to another. So they're all completely full. Yeah.
0: So do you ever like go beyond a year writing in one diary or Absolutely. okay. So you don't fill a whole diary with just 365 days. No. If, okay.
1: So I'm more of like a, so this, I'm going to show you, you can see on camera, but like this one, it's only a couple inches, but I've been writing in it for about two years. I'm not a regular journaler. I usually write when I have something I need to sort out in my brain or I'm upset. And so if you look at our my journals, you'd probably think I was just mad for long spaces, but it's really my time to just process, not exactly document what's going on. My mom does that though. My mom will document every day what she did, but no real feelings in it, just about what she did.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now I really love what you said about your process where you're processing your ideas, your emotions. I really love that because that's not how I was taught to really do the dear diary. I have to, to be honest. My mom gave me a diary. I think I was like maybe 10 And she said, Here you go. You can write your deepest thoughts in here. And I was like, What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? And so there was really no direction. It was just here. And it had a cute little lock on it and the whole bit. Well, I laugh now because I have either spiral bound notebooks, or I have cute little journals. I have to have a spiral bound. I can't do the kind that you just mm. showed bound. They have to be spiral bound. But the other day I came across as I was cleaning out my office, I came across like five
1: And they're only half filled. Absolutely. Yeah. Not uncommon. (laughs) It's so funny. Then
0: as I was looking back
1: through them, I'm like, oh, I
0: remember this was a yoga retreat that I was on and this is what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like a walk down memory lane. How often do you open up one of your journals?
1: Oh, to just like look back. I love, I don't do it super often. And I probably used to more than I do now. I'm not actually because I, we move a lot now. So they kind of stick in a box rather than necessarily on my shelf. Cause it, <laughs> there's so many, I don't think about it as much, but one of my favorite things to do is find a date that's close to where I'm at right now and then see what was going on at that time when I was you know in my 20s or something like that another thing I want to say number one is super common for people to have a million half-filled notebooks one of my clients she talks about she has several boxes of unused journals and notebooks and planners which just makes me feel very anxious I can't, I have one journal that I'm using for next. It's ready to go. And like, that's as much as I can handle. But again, we move quite often. We're big travelers. We don't have kids. We got a dog. We love to just move around. So, you know, having all that clutter for me feels really restrictive. Whereas if I maybe were settled into a home, it it might be different.
0: (laughs) Now recently, I heard of another business professional talk about the importance of the actual handwriting.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: but going from the digital aspect to where this the paper isn't around. So there's a product called Remarkable, I mm. think this is what it's called. And it's literally a digital, sheet of quote-unquote paper with one of those pens that when you write, it connects to your system. So then it's all digital. Yeah. And then you can do a search for a specific topic that maybe you wrote about in that time frame. So this was a, mm. a business meeting that was being discussed in that context. But I loved the idea of not having the stuff because I have to say, papers seem to breed in the middle of the night. In my office. <laughs> and yeah. it just starts to get too much to me. And so I loved that idea of having something that could be digitalized and then be able to search for it instead of going through which binder was that or <laughs> it's so <still laughs>
1: funny. Renee does that too. My wife is her name is Renee. Um she does she writes on her iPad, she has like the I don't know, i pen and whatever, but it will, she'll write in her handwriting because she likes to do that a lot. But then it will transfer into like typed words and save it that way if she wants it to. And that way she gets the satisfaction of handwriting, but I can actually read it in the notes.
0: <laughs> Which is also very important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those of you who who may not necessarily want to type, because a lot of times people think that they have to type on a computer mm. about their quote unquote book and their start. Right. While others, again, that process of actually handwriting out, there's a different part of your brain that's being used when you actually handwrite or all built differently. And so finding your process that's really comfortable and Creative for you to get the words out of your head and share. Why is it that we as humans have a tendency to not share? What is that about?
1: I would say shame plays a really big factor into that, or feeling like no one cares or that they might misunderstand anyway. I think that those are like the three big things. And I would just say, number one, journaling is amazing. No matter how you do it or writing a book, if you have a really profound story to tell. And people think that writing a book has to be this solitary act of either writing or typing on a typewriter or typing on your laptop and you have to like lock yourself in a room and suffer. And I don't buy that actually. Like, I don't think you need to suffer because of art, you know, necessarily. And a lot of times we've already done plenty of suffering, living real life. And, you know, you don't have to suffer through that in your writing. You can Actually verbally speak into there's you know an app called Otter and it will transcribe your words right into book pages, right? So you can like go on a walk and talk into this and write your story that way. A lot of it's verbal. You can, you know, Brene Brown gets together with her friends and they take notes on the story she tells out loud, and then she goes in and quickly writes it and gets feedback immediately. Um, there's so many different ways to write a story and to ignite different parts of your brain that just because you don't want to sit in your office by yourself day after day and labor over this piece of work, you don't have to anymore. There's so many options for you that people, I don't think quite realize. So hopefully people do realize now that there are so many different ways to write a book or get your story out there or journal. Like I love mind dumping. That's what I do pretty much in my journal is I just everything from my brain onto a page. And you're right. Like I definitely is, I'm more, I do not worry about spelling or grammar or run on sentences when I'm physically handwriting in my journal But when I'm sitting there typing, I will typically, I have to really train myself to not edit my work as I go along. So I think they serve as really good functions. And it's, I guess, what you're used to doing at each space, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a valid point as well. Well, two Midwestern girls Mm -hmm. hanging out today, enjoying, and now we're both Southwestern girls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's been so much fun, Cody, just talking with you, getting your perspective about writing, the enthusiasm that you have, I absolutely love. I also really appreciate you sharing your free access to the Facebook group as well, to the audience and getting them involved in that. Even if they, because I think a lot of people have that reluctance to join a Facebook group thinking that they have to quote unquote, participate. Mm. But if they're stalkers for a while and (laughs) then get ready, is that okay for?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I actually say a lot of our Facebook group, I put different questions out there, but I don't expect everyone to pour their heart out or like answer period. I like the idea of it just rolling around in your mind throughout the day. And it doesn't matter to me if you answer or don't answer whatsoever. You get to see maybe what other people think, gain other perspectives. And if you don't feel like participating, not a big deal. If you do, like we love that as well. It's very much a come as you are. We accept you exactly as you are.
0: I love that. And then those of you who are listening and you've got that book just rattling around and just itching on your fingertips, I highly encourage you to reach out to Cody so that she can help you get that published.
1: Yes. would love that. Thank you,
0: Cody. Do me a favor again and share your website and if it needs to be spelled out at all.
1: Sure. It's www.heartworksw.com. So that's H-E-A-R-T-W-O-R-K-S-W.com.
0: Wonderful. I have had so much fun talking with you and I so appreciate all of your energy and enthusiasm and the sharing. We could probably have a whole other conversation just about travel. Absolutely. (laughs) And go that direction, but you have such a presence to you. And even looking at your website, you're very clear on what it is that you can do to support people. And that to me is, is huge as well. So please audience go have a look at the website, get into the Facebook group, start your process of getting your creativity fired up
1: and ready to go. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being here.
0: Thank you and
1: have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye.
0: You've reached the end of another episode of the Balance Your Mind, Body and Business podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to receive any free materials I have. Head on over to my website at amystevens.net or take a look at the show notes for more information. If you enjoyed what you heard today and past episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes to be updated on the weekly podcast. And I'd love to have you rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you and see you at the next episode.